This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. A very, very big, warm joy welcome to Rabel all the way from the US. Hey, Rabel. Hello. I, I can't claim that intro, but thank you. <laughs> take it, take it, Rabel, take it. <laughs> hey, now, Rabel, just tell us, we've got you on a Zoom call here all the way from the US. Where are you at the moment? I'm in LA. I am, uh, I guess, home base. I'm in my apartment, on my couch, with my tiny dog. And the little the little dog there is looking gorgeous. What's their name again? His name is Super. Super. And Rabel's sitting on the couch with some beautiful pictures and Super is is gorgeous. Look at those eyes. <laughs> Crazy. I'm in love with this dog. <laughs> hey Rabel, uh, welcome to Joy Weekend Breaking. We're so excited. It's a it's the um our our world pride has just kicked off uh, officially yesterday, which is Friday in Australia, but it's only it's Friday in LA today, correct? Yeah, you're you're in the future. Well, you know, World Pride has kicked off officially for you today. Um, we're so excited to have you on Joy ninety four point nine. I mean, before we start talking about you, um, have you been to Australia? And and do you what Australian artists do you love? Yeah, I actually I have a kind of deep connection to Australia. I actually lived uh, outside of Sydney when I was in maybe fourth grade in West Pennant Hills. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I went to a school where we wore all green head to toe and we had the little <laughs> capes on the hats. <laughs> yes, I know, we know um, the ones. Yeah. So, and I, I got to go back a, a couple times after. We only lived there for about a year. Um, but I've been, I've been meant to come back several times. Yeah. Uh, in like 2019, 2020, I was, and I mean. Yeah. That's. But um, I I love, I I feel lucky to have been able to work with a bunch of Australian artists. Um, I did a a song with Conrad um, Sewell called Healing Hands. He's such a sweet guy. Um, Wafia is another that I just absolutely adore. Um, Mall Rat, I'm obsessed with, like, literally everything Mall Rat. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've got, to, we've got to explain who you are as an artist, Rabel. You are an amazing singer-songwriter performing your own right. But just give us a little background to who you are and who you've worked with. Because I think, you know, when, when we learned of you, we thought, oh, my gosh, this, this guy is amazing. And when I started going through your work, it's just like, we need to talk to you. So, yeah, in your own words, I'll let you introduce, like, your background and, and who you've worked with. Yeah, um, musical kind of background. I mean, I... I Moved out to LA when I was 18. I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston for about 20 minutes. Um, (laughs) School is not, I don't do well with structure. I don't do well with school and with waking up early and with assignments. I kind of like to, my whole kind of career has been a lot of trial and error of just like diving into something and sometimes it works out and sometimes it completely doesn't. And sometimes, Six years later, a song that you, you know, forgot about comes out. Um, but yeah, I kind of took parallel paths writing for others. And I, I moved out here to be an artist. That's, that was kind of my, my dream. Um, but writing kind of started to move first. And I'm, I, I think my 
dad, he's a kind of just businessman, businessman, but he kind of instilled in me like where there's opportunity, go follow it. Even if it's not the dream thing, if it's in the realm, if mm. it's anywhere around it, then go for it. And, and so my first, actually my first cut ever was an Australian artist named Stan Walker. Oh, I understand Walker. Yeah. There's a song called Loud. We mm-hmm. can make that. Yeah. And just, I just kept writing and, and writing and writing and writing and writing. I ended up like signing a record deal and then leaving that record deal, signing another record deal. But um, I feel it's kind of crazy to like think of the credits that I've, that I'm on. Like I have some plaques hanging in my hallway and at least once a week, I try to just look at them and, and smile and like laugh and just be like, <laughs> what on earth? Like how I've, I've um, actually just today or yesterday for y'all, um, Pink's record, uh, Trust Fall just came out and I have a song on there called Lost Cause. Um, that is one of my favorite songs like ever. And I've, I've had the opportunity to work with her in the past. Um, written songs for like the Backstreet Boys, uh, a lot with Kesha. Um, Wafia. Yeah. Um, Ellie and Golding. I, I got to ask you, uh, Rabel, as, as a singer songwriter, um, what comes first for you? Is it, is it the tune? Is it the melody? Is it the lyric? And how do you craft the, the stuff that you do? Cause you know, it's a little bit of science and a little bit of, of creativity and you get that wonderful combination that, that gives you a song. What is, what is your favorite process? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think, for me, I am not the scientist. I like to work with scientists. <laughs> For me, I, I often um, start with just like free association, like mumbling over chords or a drum beat or like even just acapella, just especially during like peak pandemic, I would sit on my couch and just like sing stuff quietly, kind of sometimes I'm like, whoa, you need to go outside, like <laughs> go for a walk. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's very like I try to tap into. Um, I'm not going to say it's like a meditative state. It's not anything like too high brow or anything. I just try to tap into like wiping the front of my brain clear of any sort of insecurity or any sort of doubt or just let myself explore something. Um, and sometimes I'll I'll have a title or. A lot of times I'll just have a story that I want to tell um, and it'll be inspired by chords that either I'm playing or someone else playing, but it really is different every time. But for me, I rarely start with a lyric. Mm. I feel like my favorite chase is when you have a melody that you love. Like I just sang this melody or someone I'm working with sang this melody and then it's like, it sounded like you said, you know, I'll never leave again. And it's like, okay, what else? could that be what is it about and then finding those things in my own life that feel like that yeah now that you're you know established as a songwriter and as an artist you know and and it's i assume different in terms of um you know the people that you've worked with and and the people that you've collaborated with are you at a point where you will write a song and go that song's for wafia or that song's for pink or that song's i'm going to keep for myself is that is that tricky for you um it has been in the past i've tried to really because honestly it actually has been yes it's been extremely extraordinarily difficult if i'm being (laughs) really honest and i've had songs and i mean no shade by this whatsoever i've had songs come out with artists that that i love that i resent 
Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I wanted that song. Or <laughs> I, I would have sang that differently. Or And I've learned to just, okay, carry on. Let's mm-hmm. move on. The song's out there in the world. That's like winning the lotto. Anytime a song comes out, I am like, I'm going to dinner. We're celebrating. Even if I'm not making a dime, we mm-hmm. must celebrate all day. <laughs> Um, but with something like even the a good example is the song that just came out with Pink. Um, like at some point during that session, I thought, you know, I think Alicia would really like this song. And I don't I try not to steer anything because I find then you you end up with this kind of cliche version of what you think an artist would would or should do. And it's like, who am I as an artist? I'm kind of like who's had songs pitched to me, too. It's like. Oh, you're just doing the thing that you think I do. Mm, yeah, but no offense, but I do it better. <laughs> yeah. so, so how do you how do you if if you want to get to an artist, if you think I've got a song, do you just like mm. pick up the phone and give them a call, or do you have to go through all the management process and the yeah, the hierarchy? Yeah, it totally depends. Like with her, I I was I don't I still pinch myself, but I have a tattoo to prove it. I I went on a she took me on like a three month european tour so i was able to get catch and and actually send the song through and just say you know hey no pressure this is just something that as we were writing this i thought oh my gosh i think this is um gonna connect um and other artists i've recently started to get scrappy again like when i first moved out here i was it was when myspace was still like popping <laughs> i was wow. artists producers and and emailing like the producer's name at the producer's name.com. Yeah. And sometimes you get a email. I got someone who now we've fallen out. I think they're a lunatic, but like you end up getting a response back and end up working with this person. So I've done that like on Instagram. I'll, I'll slide in the DMS with the demo. Like, yeah, Hey, yeah. you, <laughs> you got to hustle. Yeah. And it's kind of exciting. And, and, you know, I feel like so long as I do it with no expectation, I have, like reached out to a few people sometimes where it's like, oh, I used to know you kind of, and then you send a song and like it goes green and you're like, oh. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about your um your recording stuff. You know what what have you what have you got coming up and what are you working on and uh, when are we going to hear? I mean, obviously happier, but when are we going to hear more from from you? Yeah, so happier is the first of um sort of a little collection of songs um called Chapter of Me uh that you know, through, I, I released my first record now over a year ago, which I can't believe. Um, and it took me about 10 years to make. So I, I didn't know what I wanted to do next, but I knew it. I didn't want to take 10 years to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we sort of started writing and just making a little folder of special things. You know, every couple songs would feel like, Ooh, this could be something really special. And then sitting with it, uh, over the past few months, I was like, you know, there, there's a through line here. Uh, it seems I'm writing songs kind of to myself in a way of these kind of internal dialogues um, from just like thought thought journals from my own brain and, and conversations with my friends and stuff. And so Happier is the first one out. Um, we have some others coming out. We teased one. It was just my sober birthday the other day. Um, so we teased one called One Drink Away. That is like, not even probably, it's absolutely, most certainly the most personal song I've ever written. It was like, I wrote it with three really good friends and it, it's just about sobriety and, and it's something that I had never written about 
um, nor heard many songs about really. And, and I thought I just kind of wanted to explore what that would be. So I'm really, really, really excited about, about that song. And then we just, yeah, we have this little group of songs coming out in the near future. Um, and it will be part of a larger project. Um, it's kind of TBD. I'm sort of working out like being independent now. It's sort of fun to have the freedom to do that, to like write a group of songs and be like, let's put these out. And it's like, who, they'll be part of something at some point. Rabel, I think it was Judy Garland that once said, you have to give a little bit of yourself to the audience to get them to love you. And I think as a songwriter, putting your heart on your sleeve and writing about some of the topics that, you know, you write about it, it, is, is a, such a, a vulnerable state to be in, you know, when you really are opening yourself up to the world. So um, thank you for doing that because it, it it's amazing for us as listeners to, to, to jump into your world and you touch so many hearts because the themes are, are, are humanic, they're, they're generic and they affect us all. Your song, Happier, is going to be our weekend banger. Um, thank you ever so much for joining us. Happier is now on rotation on Joy, so we're playing it um, every day uh, on, on our playlist. It, it's phenomenal. Um, and well done. The song, is, the song is just amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's a, it's a very special song to me, so thank you. And thank you for joining us. If you do come to Australia, please, please, please come and, and talk to us here at Joy. We would love to see I you. I know. I have to, I have to, I have to get out there. Yeah. And, and also, um, yeah, keep watching World Pride. It's going to be a phenomenal Australian extravaganza over the course of the next two weeks. I love an Australian extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you ever so much for joining us, Rabel. We love you and okay. we want to see you soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.